peace be with you in Jesus' name. In this season of Advent, the way of God opens. A man named John the Baptist points to Jesus and tells us that this carpenter from Nazareth is the promised Savior of all mankind. The way of God is opening, and we celebrate that God has shown us his way of love. The way is clear for us. God reveals himself in all of his glory, and so we worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Isaiah the prophet says, And I will lead the blind in the way that they do not know. In paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. Come, Lord Jesus, our light and our life. Until that day, let us walk in the light of the Lord. We make our confession as we reflect on the wisdom of God's word. The prophet Malachi tells us that God sees us as far away from him and asks us to return and so we confess that we have strayed from you, Lord. We need to return. We repent and ask you, Father, to guide us back to you. In our epistle reading, St. Paul wishes that we would be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless. And so we confess that we have not always chosen what is best and have not relied on your wisdom above all else. We repent and ask you, Lord, to guide us by your wisdom. As the way of God was opening, John the Baptist called for repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Sacred Father in heaven, we need you to cleanse us and renew us. And so our gracious God does not change. He keeps all of his promises. He continues to shower his grace and mercy on us for Jesus' sake, preparing us to meet our Lord in his second advent. And so as a servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 66 tells us, Shout for joy to God all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Say to God, How awesome are your deeds. All the earth bows down to you. He turned the sea into dry land, and they passed through the waters on foot. And so come, let us rejoice in him. He rules forever by his power. His eyes watch the nations. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. 
And so let us pray, merciful Father, you sent your messengers to speak of repentance and prepare the way for our salvation. Give us grace to hear their wisdom, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus, the Savior and Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. this second week of Advent, we turn to God's word from the prophet Malachi, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. I will send my messenger, who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in days gone by. So I will come near to you for judgment. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 1, beginning at verse 2. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight, 
so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the third chapter, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Eturia, Trachonitis, Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked road shall become straight, the rough way smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Well, what should we do then, the crowd asked John. And he answered, Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. And then some soldiers asked him, what should we do? And he replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. This is the gospel of our Lord. And praise to you, O Christ.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As you walked down to the Jordan River, you might hear his voice before you even saw him. The word of God had come to John, son of Zechariah, in the desert. And down by the Jordan River, they were calling him John the Baptist. And he was shouting with conviction, The way of God is opening. All mankind will see God's salvation. As you walk down to the river, it really wasn't the voice of just one man that you were hearing. It was the same voice that had spoken through Isaiah the prophet 700 years ago. Prepare the way of God. Make an open way for him. It was the voice of God Almighty. The voice that had first spoken over the waters on the day of creation. It was the thunderous, glorious voice of God. It was the same voice that Psalm 29 says is powerful and majestic. It was the voice of God that sharpens and strikes like lightning. The voice that shakes the desert and twists the greatest oak trees, stripping the forest bare, his voice declaring victory. The voice of the Mighty One speaks and gives his treasured people strength. He speaks a blessing of peace that is eternal. And now here was this one man standing by the Jordan River, using everything God had given him to make himself heard over this crowd. The time of God is now, he said. To all who could hear him, John the Baptist was announcing that the world was soon to receive its creator and king. One holy, sacred, and divinely pure man was about to step onto the stage of human history. And John was saying that already somewhere on earth is the one, the holy and exalted one. He brings an eternal and undying truth. John the Baptist was saying that every human heart would soon be visited by the divine love of God. With his voice, John was announcing that this love sent from heaven is such a priceless treasure that all the world could be bought with it. The way of God is opening. God's love will fill the world. 
opening new ways in every direction. As you first arrived at the Jordan River, it might seem that John was not speaking tenderly and that his voice was not comforting in any way. Listening to the words of John the Baptist could feel kind of exposing and challenging. Layers of darkness were being unpeeled under the weight of this new eternal truth being revealed as the light of day. John the Baptist was proclaiming that God's word of righteousness will never be broken. He was confident to announce this is how the way of God will be opened for us. When we hear it, God's voice of truth soars right past the things we think we want to hear. This crowd had barely made it down to the edge of the river before John the Baptist was speaking to them about generosity of spirit. He was speaking to them of fairness and contentment instead of greed and selfish manipulation. They were surprised by the truth in his voice. And so suddenly this crowd of broken spirits was asking John, well, what then should we do? Long before he speaks to us, God knows how we think. He is familiar with all our ways. He knows how we rush toward things that make us proud when we feel cornered and defensive. God knows the ways that we can justify and excuse our worst behavior. And John the Baptist spoke to the crowd of God's knowledge of their thoughts before we even have them. John the Baptist himself had heard the voice of the Eternal One who comes to us, as Malachi says, like a refiner's fire. John could ponder the prayer of Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. And John knows this is how the way of God opens for us. When we welcome the presence of God to be with us. Now, John the Baptist had not just heard some whisper carried on the wind. John had known Jesus from the time they had been children together. Well, maybe even before when even they had not yet even been born. We're told this mysterious moment that John leaped in his mother's womb for joy when Elizabeth 
was visited by her cousin Mary, who was now pregnant with Jesus. John the Baptist was destined to play a vital role in God's way of salvation. And so I imagine, I bet there was a moment somewhere in their growing relationship when John and Jesus were standing, talking, looking out over a vista, maybe even over this same river. And Jesus said something so deep that it sparked in John this recognition. Now it's beginning, he thought. Now the way of God is opening. John could hear the depth and infinite layers of wisdom in Jesus' voice. No one else had a voice like this. And no one had to convince John the Baptist that Jesus was the Son of God, the anointed Savior come from heaven into the world. And so, like when a king makes a journey into a distant country and the roads would be improved and the way would be smooth and obstacles would be removed. Now John the Baptist would call out the message, it's time, it's time, he said, for each of us to make ready the way for him in our own little place. The sacred one from heaven soon arrives here. And, well, so it is. The voice of John the Baptist still announces this to us. Now, in this season of Advent, it is our time for each of us to take the opportunity to ask, what does this mean for us? What, for instance, would a growing generosity of spirit look like for you? Because of Jesus, is there more opportunity for fairness and less reason for greed and manipulation? Can you find in his love a greater peace and contentment? What for you would prepare the way to welcome your Savior, and your King. From heaven, now he travels. The Holy One, the King, will visit us. And standing before the crowd gathered at the river, this makes John the Baptist think about Abraham. Abraham, the ancient one, the father of faith. And John tells the crowd before him, don't just say that you have Abraham as your father. John wants them to think about how they could be like Abraham. Abraham was living in a desert land far from home. He had pitched his tents close to a holy place, marked out by some large old trees. 
many visitors would surely travel by. And Abraham had prepared his heart and had prepared his home to always be ready to welcome them. And one day, three mysterious visitors came to Abraham's tents. Abraham honored them with royal hospitality. He told them it was his pleasure to serve them. He prepared a lavish meal for them. After they ate, the visitors made a promise to Abraham and his wife Sarah. In a year, they would have a son, even though they were in their 90s. Abraham had been entertaining angels sent to him from heaven. And so in this season of Advent, you and I can pray together in the spirit of Abraham. We can pray for God's living spirit to fill us with hope and expectation as we prepare to be visited by one far greater than any angel. One holy, sacred, and divinely pure man who is God himself soon arrives to fill the world with his love. He comes to save us and speak to us the blessing of his almighty strength and his eternal peace. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you and worship you for this sacred time of preparation and hope. Bless us with your spirit that, like Abraham, we may greet you in your kingly glory. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And the third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you.
us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord, come and care for us in all the ways we so need you. Guide us by your great wisdom. Bless us with an increased awareness of your love for us. Inspire and move us to compassion and love. Lord, in your mercy, and hear our prayer. And bless us that, like John the Baptist, we may point to you as the way, the truth, and the life. Help us to live out our trust that you are the light of the world. Come to save all mankind. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And gracious Lord, may the world be at peace. Using your forgiveness, may we work toward resolving the conflicts around us. Bless us that we may be peacemakers in our homes and families, at work and school. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be with all those who are deployed in defense of our nation, those who make, administer, and judge our laws, those who teach and those who tend the sick and dying. Strengthen and defend them in their calling so that we may live our days in peace and comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be with those near and dear to us, Heavenly Father. Visit and relieve them. Be with those who are struggling and provide paths to more joyful days. By your grace for them, Lord, in your mercy, and hear our prayer. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good Father, we thank you that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Shout for joy, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. All the earth bows down to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
are listening to this first Sunday in Advent audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. For more information about our church, please visit our website at www.blcmtka.org. Blessings upon your week.